welcome to Podventures in Odyssey. I'm Emily. And I'm Tatiana. Every week, we re-listen to an episode of Adventures in Odyssey, then sit down to recap and discuss. We are going in album order, and today we are in album three, listening to episode six, Heroes. Also, the title. The title of this album. Here at last. Halfway there. <laughs> We're just trying to be done. <laughs> We're trying to be done with the episodes we don't care about. Yeah, I know. Gosh, to put it to put it bluntly. <laughs> like if this is a Jimmy episode and like we do love Jimmy, but um I think the there are some of the earlier episodes in this album are just not about kids that stick around and it kind of makes it feel like we're finally getting into the real Odyssey. A little bit. Well, none of the other kids in this episode stick around after this episode, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so we're, like, we're getting into the cast. I don't know, it feels good. Yeah. So this episode is about a basketball player that Jimmy looks up to, mm-hmm. who is retiring from his career in Odyssey to open a sports store. Mm-hmm. This is kind of what Chris gives us in her little, like, set the scene. Mm-hmm. No Chris Corner, just like, no little sketch that she does, <laughs> but she is like, oh boy, here is the sports center, and the things that are happening and there's like some kind of funky music going on yeah some very funky 80s music and I'm like Chris you sound so excited are you a basketball fan Chris is definitely a basketball fan (laughs) Chris is exciting for Lightning Livingston which is a great basketball name Lightning being of course not his given name but a nickname as all sports players have What's your sports nickname? I didn't have a sports nickname. My brother did. He played sports. What's your brother's sports nickname? Laser. Laser? That's so cool. Because he was so fast. I did not know that he had a sports nickname. That's great. And if he's listening, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Shout out to Laser. (laughs) That's great. Um... We don't really find that out until later on, but, um, yeah, Lightning, you can guess. There was a point in this episode, even though I knew that that wasn't his given name, where everybody kept referring to him as Lightning, like, so casually that I was like, what if? What if that is his name? (laughs) What if you had a child and you named him Lightning? That would be the coolest kid on the block. Yeah, that wouldn't be too far-fetched. It would just be kind of strange. I mean, I think everyone would just assume it was a nickname. I think you can't get away with that specific name anymore because of cars. Why? Because their cars are called Lightning? Lightning McQueen. Oh. Is that his given name? (laughs) That's not his sports name? That's... I mean, it's a little different with cars. Is it bad that when you said cars, I thought you were referring to just the vehicle in general (laughs) and not the famous Pixar movie? I was so confused. I was like, why can't you get away with it? Cars have been along for a really long time. No, I think that's a very fair supposition. I didn't give you any context. No, no, but I mean, it's my fault for never watching Cars, but I do know that the main (gasps) character's name is Lightning. You've never watched Cars? No, I've never seen Cars. (sighs) There's a lot of Pixar movies I've never seen. That's right, you're not a Pixar I'm not a Pixar. (laughs) (laughs) A Pixar person. Yeah. Either. Oh gosh, I feel like I'm gonna get letters for that. (laughs) Being outed as a non-Pixar person. (laughs) Oh, man, as we like to say, off at a lightning fast speed. We almost were, and technically we sort of are. (laughs) Lightning fast on a technicality. 
Um, alright, well, uh, let's see. What are your notes? I just wrote down that um, it's the Lightning Sports Center. Mm -hmm. And when we come in on it, we've got a photographer who sounds an awful lot like Eugene. Yeah. I tried to catch his name. I thought he was Mr. Malone at first, but Mr. Malone is someone else. Yeah, yeah. Eugene. Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> this person, played by the same voice actor as Eugene, is Otto, maybe? Uh, I also heard his name and forgot it immediately. It doesn't really matter. He's, he's just there to take pictures and banter with the journalist and the children. So he's like trying to get a good picture of lightning in front of his store. Um, good publicity. And there are a bunch of children who are also clamoring for lightning's attention. One of which we hear is Jimmy Barkley. No, it's, it's Bimmy Jarkley. It is Bimmy Jarkley. We will find out in a moment <laughs> because lightning is really cool. And he is like, hey, you'll have plenty of time for pictures. Like, let the fans, like, I want to talk to the fans. Like, he is being a very good celebrity, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And all of the kids introduce themselves, and Jimmy mixes up his name because he is so starstruck. Calls himself Bimmy Jarkley. Uh, Lightning takes it in stride. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah. all right, Bimmy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's cool about it. He's a cool dude, it seems like. And then there is this journalist, Mr. Malone, who is being kind of pushy, not in like a super obnoxious way, but in sort of a, like, you can tell that he's digging for something because mm -hmm. he's asking, like, why Odyssey? And Livingston is like, oh, just, you know, looking for peace and quiet, kind of the normal things that you look for in retirement. And he has uh, friends there, too. So that right, makes perfect yeah. sense. Mm -hmm. It does make sense. Uh, Malone wants to know why he quit so early. Yes, it's the retirement question. So mm -hmm. we, like, on the one hand, we learn that he is retiring, and then Malone, like, presses him about it, and Lightning kind of deflects, and is like, hey, I don't want to answer any more questions about retirement, like... Well, he answers some other questions about, like, what he's going to do with his time there. Ah. Uh because -huh. Malone's like, all right, I'm not getting any... I'm not getting any information from you on this front, so we'll go back to the softball questions. Yeah, he wants to know what Lightning is planning to do in the town, like, with his free time now that he's not playing basketball. Mm-hmm. And Lightning wants to run some basketball camps for the kids. Mm -hmm. A great use of one's retirement from a sport, seems like to me. I think so. I mean, I've never played a sport, professionally or otherwise, but mm -hmm. I can imagine. Mm-hmm. So I guess after we're at the store, we cut to Wit's End, mm -hmm. where Mr. Malone is asking Wit about mm -hmm. Lightning, since apparently Lightning and Wit knew each other from Chicago, where Wit supported the team. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling that Wit is, like, the person that... The mm -hmm. friend who suggested he retire there? Yeah. That makes sense. And Wit mentioned something that has come up earlier in this album. The kids in this town know better than to spread rumors... Right, kids? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. Because <laughs> we had an earlier episode called Rumor Has It. And I kind of found it interesting that Wit is being very firm with this journalist in a way that if you didn't know Wit as a character, you might think that he's like anti-press or something because he's like very cagey, like almost standoffish, mm -hmm. but... Knowing Wit and knowing, like, the rest of the episode, you get the sense that it's actually because he is not interested in 
basically a gossip piece? Yes. He is concerned about preserving a person's privacy. Yeah. And also, like we said, not spreading rumors. And it just struck me that he is good at saying no, which is something that is hard, I think, for a lot of people. And maybe especially Christians, because we feel like we're supposed to just be nice and mm-hmm. stuff. But he is, like, very firmly not going to answer this guy's questions. It's like, every time Malone tries a different tact to get mm-hmm. Wit to answer him, he deflects. And he does it, like, he doesn't do it in a mean way. He just does it in a way that is very, like, well, I think that that's Lightning Livingston's business. Wouldn't you agree? Mm-hmm. Like, that kind of thing. Or the public wants to know, well, it sounds like you want to know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. At this point, does Jimmy arrive, or has Jimmy been here? Does he? Yeah, he, well, he hears this part, at least, because it surprised me they are kind of dancing around this rumor about early retirement for a while. Right. And then Malone comes straight out and says there are rumors that Lightning has a drug problem. Oh, and at that point, Wit exclaims, drug problem, and Jimmy gets really upset. And I had multiple thoughts about this whole little interaction. Particularly, I was interested in Malone's philosophy. Hmm. He says, I used to have heroes too. You'll get over it. Mm-hmm. I totally also wrote that quote down, because that's fascinating. So, okay, so there's like several things to get into. The first thing is uh, just a note that the way Wit exclaims drug problem implies to me that Wit like had no inkling of this. Yeah. Which I honestly thought, knowing what was going on in this episode coming into it, that Wit was intentionally protecting Lightning because he knew about the drug problem. And now it turns out that Wit was like just as naive as the rest of the public. Mm-hmm. And just, he went probably, well, no, he didn't know what the rumors were, obviously. He didn't know. Well, he doesn't listen to rumors. No, he wouldn't. So I guess it surprises me a little bit that Wit also, like, wasn't aware of this. I think what's surprising is that Lightning didn't have a conversation with Wit about it. Right. Because the only way Wit would have found out is if Lightning told him. Yeah, and we kind of get the sense later on that that's maybe the nature of their relationship, although we don't get that much detail. Because they might just be good acquaintances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much more interesting and germane to the episode is the quote that you mentioned. Of, I used to have heroes too, and you'll get over it. Yeah. Which, wow. <laughs> Malone's got a backstory, man. I want to know who was his hero. <laughs> or heroes, plural. Yeah. What I, happened What to happened them? to you, Malone? Like, did you meet your heroes? I mean, he's a journalist. There's definitely, like, a character bio in here that is very interesting. Somehow this dude became a journalist who wanted to write pieces on, you know, the mistakes that people have made. (laughs) Or he got into journalism because he was excited to be able to meet heroes. Oh, and then he met them? And then he met them. Oh no, what if he had a journalism hero that he, like, worked for and then found out that the guy was, I don't know, a sellout. <laughs> what does that mean in the context of journalism? I'm not sure. Puff pieces. Yeah. Oh no, and now you've become the monster, Malone. You've become <laughs> what you were trying to avoid. Now you're writing puff pieces. <laughs> Under the pretense of unmasking heroes. Oh, There's man. like a real tragedy that's the fanfiction we need. Yeah, somebody write an Odyssey fanfiction about this journalist, Mr. Malone. 
Frank Malone. Frank Malone. He sounds like a Frank Malone. He does. I don't know. What what else do you want to say? Should we call the sack here? I think as someone who has like attended a lot of conventions where you meet celebrities, mm-hmm. it's a very surreal experience. I met an author that I really looked up to once. Mm-hmm. And they were very uninterested in meeting anyone who had read their books Mm. or discussing their books. They were kind of there just to appease the book agency, Mm -hmm, more mm -hmm. or less. Yeah, makes sense. And that was very heartbreaking for me because that was, I think, the first person that I was like, I want to be an author like you someday Uh. that I met. And then they weren't... They weren't feeling the magic of inspiring the next generation. No. But I mean, that's like a lot of pressure to put on a person. It is a lot of pressure, yeah. I think this is like the maybe the one of the softest versions of getting over a hero, you know? Where it's not like the person did something bad, but it kind of shatters an illusion that you have in your mind that is a very pleasant illusion of what Mm -hmm. this person is like and the kinds of interactions you might have with them if you were ever to meet. You you develop a sort of parasocial relationship with people that you look up to. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we've talked about that on this podcast before. No. But yeah, it's very relevant to this one especially, though. It's just worth mentioning parasocial relationships are these, like, one-sided relationships where you might have it with a fictional character or a celebrity where you know a lot about them and so this relationship with them exists in your head and it's a completely normal thing and I think it's kind of unavoidable honestly when you watch shows or take any interest in I don't know actors or people who have any kind of public presence yeah that you just sort of you get to know them Mm-hmm. And that's just how it works. And on the other side, they do not get to know you whatsoever at all. <laughs> so, yeah, they they might enjoy, like, interacting with their fans, but they'll never have the same level of attachment to individuals mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. within yeah. their community of followers than uh, those followers have to them. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of a difficult truth, yeah. I guess, if you ever meet a person like that. So for you, you maybe met somebody who, I mean, it could have been anything from they were, like, experiencing something in their life, and they were like, I don't want to be on this trip, or I'm not feeling good, and I'm tired, and I really don't want to be here right now, and they, by contract, had to be at this convention or something, Mm -hmm. and that happened to be the time when you got to talk to them, but it's like, they're a human being exactly the same as everybody else. Exactly. (laughs) And... Yeah, it is kind of sad, though, when you feel like you know somebody in your mind and you can't help feeling that way. Mm -hmm. And the truth is that they're just a person and you do not actually know them, is the other thing. Yeah. A sad truth Mm -hmm. that we all must learn someday. And Jimmy, that's why Jimmy is kind of living the dream in this episode, getting to actually develop a relationship with the celebrity that he's developed a relationship with through watching his basketball games. And Lightning is, like, totally friendly and nice. It's kind of a dream come true. Don't we all wish? 
After this scene, we cut straight to mm -hmm. Lightning doing one of his camps, mm -hmm. teaching these kids how to play basketball, and he's shouting helpful stuff like, Go Jeff, go! <laughs> go Jeff, go! It is helpful if you're a Jeff. Mm -hmm. And he has some very like important nuggets of truth about teamwork to share as well. I wrote down one. What'd you write? No hot dog in it. <laughs> Okay, what does that mean? Don't don't be a hot dog, like don't be a hot shot. What? You know hot shot. I know hot shot. So that, it's like the same thing. That's what no hot dog in it means. Like you don't want to try to be the star, huh. basically. All right then. Learn something new today. It just made me laugh that he said it that way. <laughs> Did you write it down anymore? Just that some of his best shots were because someone set him up. That, yes. That was a really great coaching line. Mm -hmm. Like, very important for the sport and also for, like, character building. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's, like, a useful philosophy to bring into life, too. Mm -hmm. Because, as my manager likes to say, teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's also, like, yeah, just in, not just in the context of teams, but I think of, like, families and stuff. Like, may or may not think in terms of everything that your parents have done. I don't know. I'm just thinking in terms of... The situation in life that I find myself in and in some ways I can think of it as something that I've done for myself but then it's like there are risks that I was able to take because I knew that I could always move back in with my parents right or material support too I mean when we moved into our first apartment after college a lot of the dishes and things that we use are just like spare dishes that my parents had and mm -hmm like spare things from things in the community in the church community and just like all kinds of random connections that I had and it's just like the thought of moving to a new city where I didn't know anybody I'd be like man the first thing I would do is get plugged into a church because the church will take care of me yep yeah that's a good point like this also applies to the church community mm -hmm. is that like we all sort of build each other up mm -hmm. and support each other no man is an island mm-hmm or no, woman. Wom yeah, I was gonna make a like a woman comparison, but all I could think of was iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> no man is an island and no woman is an iceberg. Perfect. <laughs> what does it mean? I don't really know. <laughs> so I guess he's he's a great teacher and mm -hmm. these kids just love him. Mm -hmm. Especially Jimmy. And he is like, alright, we're gonna go to Wits End now and last one to Wits End is a rotten egg. Mm -hmm. But Jimmy stays behind because he really wants to tell Lightning how much he looks up to him. Mm-hmm. And that's the point where you get the first inkling of, oh, no. Oh, no. This man, this man's made some mistakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Jimmy wants to tell him, you're the greatest. And Lightning is like, I am not the greatest. He doesn't do it in such a way that, like, to totally put Jimmy out or anything. It's more self uh, aware. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's touching on a nerve, I think. It feels like it's coming from a place of genuine humility instead of pain. Mm -hmm. Jimmy is kind of protesting and Lightning is like, no, I'm serious, man. Like, there's only one person who's the greatest and that's God. And Jimmy is like, besides Please him. him. <laughs> and Lightning, and Lightning says something that I think is kind of like hard to wrestle with at any age, which is there is no besides him. And I feel like the reason it's hard for me to wrestle with is because, like, 
language efficiency. Oh, yeah. Language efficiency? I don't know. It's like, it's a dumb thing, but at the same time, words have power. And that's like, I don't know, it's sort of a, a place of tension that I find myself. I think that he's realizing in that moment how important it is to instill in this very small, impressionable child mm. the idea that there is only one person worthy of praise. Mm-hmm. Of the kind that he's that Jimmy is giving him, anyways, yeah. mm-hmm. and I I think it's really really astute of him to recognize where Jimmy is coming from in that moment. Yeah, and sort of cut him off before it gets out of hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense to me. Of like course correction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably because he wished he had the same sort of course correction in his own life. Mm-hmm. Good, good thoughts. Moving on, though, to its end. Is it the same day? No, it's not the same day because Lightning met Jimmy's parents. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's in a different context. I guess Jimmy is talking to friends at wit's end and telling them the story of this afternoon where he's like, eh, Lightning raced me and I beat him to wit's end. And they're like, he let you. And Jimmy is like, well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> and then he brought me to his house and showed me some games on his TV. Mm-hmm. And then he came over to my house and met my parents. It's like, oh my gosh, this is like, you're becoming friends with the celebrity that you've always been a fan of. This is like every child's dream come true. <laughs> Not just children. Yeah, that's true. I know. It's so weird to imagine like meeting certain people, certain celebrities. Would be a weird experience. Even celebrities who maybe don't consider themselves celebrities, like Mm -hmm. podcast hosts. Oh my gosh, no kidding. Some podcast hosts. I mean, goodness knows, probably most of the people listening right now would like, I don't know, faint to meet like one of the Odyssey actors or something. I would. Yeah, I don't know what I would do if I heard like one of their voices coming out of the face of like a real person in front of me. I would just be like, whoa. So surreal. Oh, this part made me sad, though, because as Jimmy is going on about it, he's, like, really, really excited about it, and the kids kind of roll their eyes at him and then start making fun of him for being friends with this guy, and they start calling Lightning a druggie. And I couldn't help but feel like there is something about when a person expresses, like, genuine joy and interest in something, Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to dislike things than it is to like them. And it's a lot easier to collectively dislike something than it is to like it. And I'm just thinking about like in an office context, Mm -hmm. in a lot of social contexts as adults, it's like you bond over complaining about things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in college too, rather than gushing over the things that you like. I don't know. Sometimes you bond over gushing over the things that you like. But yeah, those... those are the people that you become friends with. Yeah. Like, for real. But then casually, it's easier to just hate on things. Maybe it's because the things that we collectively find annoying or off-putting are more universal than the things that we enjoy. Mm-hmm. I think there's a vulnerability aspect to it. Because if you dislike something, then you don't care. But if you like something, you are showing somebody a part of yourself that is vulnerable. 
And maybe that's why you become friends with people that you all like things together. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. I, there was something recently that I was thinking about where people, you see this trend with things that get really, really popular, mm -hmm. where after a certain tipping point, people start to hate on it mm -hmm. collectively. And I can't remember what the specific example was because I saw it happen, like, today hmm. on something. Oh, yeah. Backlash is almost, like, a predictable part of the cycle of popularity at this point. Is yeah. that kind of what you're saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So I think that's kind of what's going on here mm -hmm. with Lightning. Because I feel like some of these kids are the exact same kids who are really excited to meet Lightning at the store opening. Yeah. Definitely. So, not super cool. Jimmy, at this point, like, gets into a physical fight with one of the kids. Yeah, with Howard. Mm-hmm. For calling Lightning a druggie. Which is not a cool thing to say, but... But that Still don't punch somebody. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I just wrote down, love to hear Connie breaking up a fight. Because she comes in and breaks up this fight. And it's just wonderful to hear. It is. And then Jimmy runs off and she turns on Howard. Is like, that was real dumb. Mm-hmm. Oh, but importantly... I think what happens is that Howard throws down a gauntlet to Jimmy and oh. tells him, if you're best friends, then why don't you just ask him directly? He won't lie to you. That's right. And Jimmy's like, I will ask him and runs away. That's and, right. Yeah, Connie is displeased with Howard for doing what he has done. Yeah, so Jimmy runs all the way to the store. Mm -hmm. And the shopkeeper is also Eugene? <laughs> the shopkeeper is also Eugene. Confusingly. Lightning's in the back with wit. And uh, did you write down what I wrote down? <laughs> Which is that as Jimmy approaches the door, you can overhear what uh -huh. Lightning is saying. Um, the things that Lightning is saying is, I'm clean. I've stayed clean. Yeah. It's muted, but like if you're listening, you can tell that that's exactly what he's saying. And then he gets cut off mid-sentence as he's presumably asking to the air, why are people still on about this, mm -hmm. more or less? There's kind of basically just a, a little bit of a drawn-out scene where Jimmy has to work himself up to actually asking Lightning outright, um, and mm -hmm. it surprised me a little bit, but Wit is hesitant about ha them having this conversation. Did that surprise you at all? I think Wit was only hesitant until Lightning said he was comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. And I think that seems reasonable for Wit to still want to protect Lightning's privacy mm -hmm. until Lightning gives his consent. That's kind of how I read it. Yeah, because Jimmy Jimmy's wanting to kind of ask, and he's kind of, like, deliberating about it until Lightning tells him, like, you can ask me anything you want to ask me. And Jimmy asks him directly, very, like, haltingly. And Lightning confesses that he has had a drug problem. And he confesses that it was a terrible mistake. And Jimmy, of course, gets very upset. Jimmy takes it really, really badly and, like, runs away. Did he say anything? Or he's just, like, kind of crushed? Uh, I think what he says is, like, no. Like, he just, yeah. like, won't accept it at first. Yeah. He says something to the effect uh, of, like, yeah. you're not telling the truth. Mm -hmm. or, like, he's like, you wouldn't. You're Lightning Livingston. Mm -hmm. Like, he's still holding on to this uh, notion of a person that Lightning is not. Mm -hmm. Like, this person that Jimmy has constructed in his mind. As we all construct of the celebrities that we imagine talking to. Yeah. Lightning tries to stop him, but Jimmy's already out the door, so... Mm -hmm. And here is mid-episode break. Will Jimmy recover from this heartbreaking news? 
I hope so. He's gonna become the next Frank Malone. Oh no. So I guess when we come back from the mid-episode break, Wit is reading the paper mm -hmm. in which Malone has published the untold story of Lightning Livingston. Mm-hmm. And Wit's first reaction is, I better cancel my subscription to the paper. Yeah, he's like, or at least he says he'll, he has to think about can canceling. Mm -hmm. um, and this is being printed in the Odyssey Times, which is mildly surprising. I don't know. Is it newsworthy if a basketball star retires and moves to your tiny small town, and then it is discovered that they are recovering from a drug problem? Is that paper worthy? I mean, it depends on who you ask. I guess so, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's not. It's like a human interest piece. Yeah. But normally you have the consent of the person you're doing the piece on. Mm-hmm. My only thought is, I mean, we find out shortly that the Barclays, Jimmy's parents, didn't want Jimmy to spend time with Lightning anymore after they found out about this, and that makes me feel like this is like a very sticky ethical situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's like on the one hand, he's a recovering drug addict, he's come here to retire. That's his business. He's running a camp for children. Maybe that makes it parents' business? Yeah. I don't know. I don't either. Well, it's also hard if it's, if he's recovering Versus yes. if he currently has a drug problem. I also feel mm -hmm. like those are two different issues. Yes, those are different things. And I don't know. It's like if you're concerned, have have a character witness for him. Or, I don't know, have another adult present at the camps. Yeah, which I would assume that there are anyway. You can't run a camp by yourself. No. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess we're not really meant to worry about this in this episode. No. But it occurred to me, listening to it, a little bit out of my depth in terms of, like, knowing what is the right thing. I think that the article was clearly not written in the right spirit. No. So, that much we know. And Wit does still take the firm stance that he doesn't believe it's anyone's business, but lightnings and gods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the first thing that I wrote down after the break. That it's between Lightning and God. I guess it's also between Lightning and his team. Because Wood is talking about the drug problem, like, in a general sense. But I think maybe he's talking about it in the context of, like, currently. So. Right. I don't know. But at the same time, while that's true, that it's like a sin between you and God, I think it's important to note also that if you're recovering from something, I think that being in community and having accountability is huge. Mm -hmm. and, like, being a member of the church body, which Lightning is, we know. Right. So, I don't know if I fully agree with Wit on this point. <laughs> so rare. I think maybe what Lightning needs is, like, not for the whole town to know, but mm -hmm. for him to have specific accountability partners. Yeah. Who can, like, check in on him and walk with him through the recovery and make sure... That he is staying clean. I mean, we do get the sense that he has gotten help, even though I don't know if he ever uses those words. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that he is recovering and or has recovered. We also never find out what kind of drugs he was on, though we can kind of guess. Yeah, sure. It's like, it's kind of a non-issue. It occurs to me now, too, that I think Wit went to talk to him 
like that's why Wit was at the store with him yeah. was to talk about that problem once Wit found out about the rumors that he kind of did the same thing that Jimmy did of like, well, I don't know whether this is true or not, but I'm going to the source yeah. to confirm. And that's good accountability. Yeah. Uh, another interesting thing, this scene is between uh, Wit and Connie right now talking about this. And mm-hmm. Connie says, I always thought he was one of the good guys in reference to Lightning. Yeah. Which is kind of an interesting and sad way to put it. Quote unquote good guys. Yeah, exactly. Like as if like, oh, he's had a drug problem and now he is no longer one of the good guys. It's like you Disqualified. make... Disqualified. <laughs> one mistake... Mm-hmm. I mean, this is kind of a good example of why it's so important that we have our salvation mm-hmm, through mm-hmm. Christ and not through our works, because we would be disqualified. <laughs> yeah. Wit, Wit responds to that by saying, like, he is, but that doesn't mean that he's infallible, basically. Yeah. Good guys also make mistakes, I mm-hmm. guess. And Jimmy comes in on a miserable apology quest. Yeah. Given to him by his parents, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just is like, hi, Mr. Whitaker. Hi, Connie. <laughs> like, so eeyore like. I forgot my school books. <laughs> yeah, gets his school books, apologizes. For the fight. Right. He's already apologized to Howard. Mm-hmm. And then he apologizes to Wit. And Wit says, what about Lightning? And Jimmy is like, what about him? Because Lightning's not on his list. Mm-mm. Yeah, so it's like, okay, so he was upset when he ran away, and now we find out that, like, this is the place that he's landed on it, is, like, I guess we're even now, which I thought was sort of an interesting take on Mm -hmm. the situation, is, like, Lightning basically lied to me about the person that he was, and now I have run out on him upset, so that's kind of what he gets for that, I guess, in Jimmy's mind. Did Lightning lie to him, though? Because, really, the image that he had constructed of Lightning in his head was not something that Lightning himself made. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the difference, is that Lightning wasn't pretending that he was a perfect person, and he was actually actively trying to curb that opinion. Yeah. So I don't think it was, like, a lie of omission. No. In this case. Jimmy mentions that his parents like, are worried that lightning will be a bad influence on him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, dang. It's really sad. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy goes off to finish his apology quest. And Wit hears on the radio, they turn up the radio, and you hear lightning giving a speech in front of Town Hall? Presumably. He's, I forget, they say he's, like, outside somewhere, but he is, he's giving a public announcement that He has been clean, and he knows that it was a mistake to ever use drugs, and that it hurt people, and he regrets it, and uh, he gives glory to God for rescuing him out of that, and for being his savior, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that more or less it? Yeah. Also that he let basketball go to his head. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, important to note. And Wit congratulates Lightning for his courage. But wishes Jimmy had been there to hear it. But if mm-hmm, Jimmy mm-hmm. had been there, then we wouldn't have the rest of this episode. Mm-hmm. We're at the Barclays house now. Mm-hmm. And I got so excited because it's the real George Barkley. It is. It was so good to hear him. This is the first instance of the real George, isn't it? It is. We have had this voice actor before, and we have had George Barkley before, but now they are as one. <laughs> We have George. 
Um, and he, he comes in to tell Jimmy that Lightning is there to see him. And he sounds so excited. He's like, Lightning is here. And Jimmy is like, mm-hmm. And it's like, your mom and I talked to him and we think it's okay. Why don't you go say hi? Mm-hmm. Jimmy really doesn't want to. And George is like, you should really talk to him. Pretty firmly encourages Jimmy to go talk to Lightning in the living room. Lightning Livingston in the living room. <laughs> Lightning living room. Lightning. He goes to talk to Lightning living room. <laughs> Lightning is watching basketball? I think so. Not that it matters. But he, I guess... Well, first Jimmy tells him that Wit said he should apologize, so Jimmy apologizes mm-hmm. to him for running out. That was a, That was good of Jimmy, and I think it... Maybe it's just different when you're face-to-face with someone... Yeah. And then, like, you can kind of tell, like, yeah, I, I do need to apologize to this person. Mm-hmm. I have wronged him. Yeah. Easier easier to say that face-to-face than... Easier to hold grudges when you're not actually with the person. Yeah. Maybe. So Lightning wants Jimmy to stay put this time and mm-hmm. hear him out. And Jimmy's like, I don't want to. And he's like, well, you gotta. <laughs> hear me out. Promise you won't run away. And Jimmy's like, all right, I'm fine. fine. So what... What does Lightning tell him? Does he tell him the story of his drug use, or did he just kind of reiterate his speech, basically? Well, he wants to know if Jimmy heard his speech on the radio. Which and Jimmy did not. Yeah. So he's like, oh, alright then. He doesn't really tell the story of his drug use. He goes straight into how he's a new Christian and he's been reading the Bible. That's right. And he was talking about how there are people in the Bible who were like heroes to him. People like Abraham, Moses, David, and Isaiah, but all of them botched it up. And then he said three things <laughs> that I also wrote down. <laughs> yes, we looked at each other. Yeah, we did, because it is a maybe unintentional comedy beat. Um, it's a, um, it's a will the Barclays survive. It is a will the Barclays survive kind of moment. It's a reference to the Jimmy Diaries episode. He, he's like, I love their stories, but as I kept reading, each of them messed up. Mm-hmm. Abraham, Abraham lied. <laughs> Moses disobeyed. And David. Committed adultery and murder. Yeah, and he says them, like, as if these things all in a list are just kind of, you know, mistakes that one makes. You know? <laughs> it's not too far wrong, but it's just the way that they're grouped together is like, oh yeah, lying and disobeying God and committing adultery and murder, man, you know. The mistakes one makes in life, you know. Like, yikes. And yeah. then Jimmy's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy is like, yeah. And yeah, it was surprising to me mildly that he even mentioned adultery. I know. Not that it's not like a very relevant part of the David story, but it's just, I don't know. I mean, the adultery and the murder go hand in hand, so... They do go hand in hand. So maybe it's better that they didn't censor it. Yeah. But his his whole point is that these people in the Bible are just like you and me. But they mm. still make big mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, of course, the the only person in the Bible and in life who will not let you down is Jesus. And that has been a conclusion in some Odyssey episodes before. I think in the Best Friend Zoned episode, that was the conclusion they came to. Yeah. And it is poignant in this episode. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good thing to teach little kids. I think my parents told me that at an early, early age. It's very comforting. Mm-hmm. Mommy and Daddy will make mistakes. Mommy and Daddy aren't perfect, but Jesus is. I was like, okay. 
I can handle that. Yeah. So long as someone is perfect. It's truly. Lightning does also give the obligatory don't do drugs speech. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. About how part of what his mistake was was the drugs, and mm-hmm. it's stupid to take drugs. Mm-hmm. It's stupid for anyone to take drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking about that, and I feel like that is... I think it's fine to simplify it for a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just to really try to instill in them, like, don't go down this road. Because I think... When I thought about it, I was like, is it stupid for anyone to take drugs? And I think that it can come out of a place of deep desperation for some people and not so much stupidity, you know? Yeah, Yeah, it can come out of all kinds of places of mostly suffering. Mm -hmm. And yes, stupidity also, but um, I think it's okay not to delve into that when you're telling a kid your own story, you know? Yeah, especially because... That is not where he was coming from Mm -hmm. when he was taking drugs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is all besides, like, the the beneficial drugs that you're supposed to take. Do take those. (laughs) Yeah, do take those drugs. Not all drugs are this kind of drugs. Don't take the kinds that will harm you. Mm -hmm. Jimmy is, I think, comforted by this conversation. And Lightning also importantly asks Jimmy to forgive him for letting him down. Right, which Jimmy does. And so their relationship is mended, which is really nice. Um, and then Lightning uh, offers... Oh, oh, I think what here happens is Jimmy calls him Mr. Lightning again. Yeah. And that's when Lightning is like, oh, don't call me that. Call me by my first name, which Jimmy does not know. And he's like, well, I only tell it to my closest friends. <laughs> and it is Melvin. <laughs> nice. Jimmy, of course, immediately starts laughing. Lightning's like, watch what you say about my name, Bimmy Jarkley. Right. And then they go out to shoot some hoops. That's it. Happy ending. And Chris gives us a little... Recap? Yeah, and little snippets from the Bible, like in Hebrews. Just places in the Bible that affirm that Jesus is perfect. Discussion questions? Mm-hmm. Oh, Okay. We have three discussion questions, Mm -hmm. um, but there are also three bullet points. Nice. So, question number one. Frank Malone said, the people have a right to know. Why did he say this, and was he correct? Yeah, we a little bit talked about it, didn't we? And we kind of settled on sticky ethics. Yeah. That's That's an interesting question to ask a child. Yeah. It's what we've kind of come to expect from these discussion questions. It's like very no-holds-barred. Think about ethics, children. Think about the ethics of living in a society in which there is freedom of the press and the people's right to know. Yeah, I don't know. Does the people's right to know apply to this? I guess we talked about whether or not just because Lightning is working with children. Yeah, it becomes more complicated. Mm Mm-hmm. I think maybe people who are going to be directly involved with him have a right to know, but it's not something you want to, like, spread to the general public. I don't know. I don't know either, and I feel like what's hard about not knowing is imagining worst-case scenarios, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? In both directions, of either ruining a person's life Uh uh, unnecessarily, or 
allowing a dangerous person to have contact with small children. Yeah, I mean, just imagine being a journalist who decides not to publish this information and then finding out that somebody was, like, harmed by this person while they were on drugs or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tough call. So I think our answer is we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. I honestly, the more I think about it, though, I feel like partly because Odyssey is a small town, I think it the responsibility does not fall to the paper. I think it falls to the community. Yeah, that's more kind so. of what I was thinking as well. Because it falls to, like, a, as a journalist, you you have more options than just publishing it in the paper. He could have told Wit when he found this, for instance. He could have been like, hey, Mr. Whitaker, I know that you and Lightning are friends, and I actually was able to confirm that this rumor is true. Mm-hmm. Would you talk to Lightning and, you know, get a sense for whether or not you think he's recovering? Or do you think that this is something that needs to be known by the public or mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah? And then the whole public statement could have been because of a discussion between Wit and Lightning instead of because the paper published it before mm-hmm. talking to him. Right. What's the next question? Why did Wit believe that the stories about Lightning's former drug abuse shouldn't have been printed in the paper? Kind of similar answer? Yeah, I think we kind of already touched on that. Yeah. So what's the next one then? Was it wrong for Jimmy to make Lightning his hero? Why or why not, and do you have a hero? That's a sticky question. I think hero means different things. I think making someone your hero is different from worshipping your hero. Yeah. Like, looking up to someone is different from idolizing them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So in that sense, no, I think that Lightning was a good hero. He seems like a good person who mm-hmm. just made a mistake, so... Mm-hmm. And he's also a Christian who seems to have a very strong sense of his faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, despite being a new Christian, yeah, he has a strong sense of, like, where he stands with God. Yeah. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Do you have a hero? I feel like having a hero is different from having people that you're just a fan of, maybe? Yeah. Because I have a lot of people in, I don't know, all kinds of things that I'm, like, a big fan of. Artists and actors and that kind of thing. But it feels like a hero is someone that you look up to and want to emulate. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in that sense, my heroes are fictional. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it honestly occurs to me that I think Mr. Whitaker is one of my heroes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I think that he's the kind of, I mean, we're not similar enough in personality. Like, I could never be, like, the kind of community member and shopkeeper, like, figure that he is in Odyssey. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, not not my set of personality and or strengths kind of thing, but, like, to be that kind of person for a community in some capacity. Like a person who who is trusted for their advice and who is a safe person to come to. Yeah. In those senses, I feel like I very much look up to him and want to be that kind of person. Well, that's the last discussion question. Thank you all for listening. And next episode, please join us again for Thank You, God. Looking forward. Uh, If you have any thoughts about this episode, anything that we've said, if you have any fan fictions about the journalist Frank Malone. If you have any heroes that you look up to. Mm -hmm. Such as us. 
Um, <laughs> please <laughs> send us an email at podventuresandodyssey at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from just hundreds and thousands of people who have <laughs> parasocial relationships with us at this point. <laughs> and uh, hope you'll all join us next time for another Podventure and Odyssey. <laughs> Catch you later, Cat's Paws. Bye! dreams. I have played a sport and retired from it and become a community influencer. One time in a dream you had or? Oh no I was actually talking about my fantasies but <laughs> <laughs>